Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny. As many of you know, the festive vegan and plant-powered show is taking place on the 28th of November. And there is a lineup of chefs. I want to stress that it isn't just chefs, but there is a lineup of chefs that makes my mouth water. And one of them speaking to us from Australia is Simon Tui. And if any of you watched Master Chef 11, which was the last one with Matt's cravat and, you know, etc., etc., the three guys we've grown mostly to love. Um, and then the, the lineup changed completely, and there's a brand new Master Chef on which we are watching at the moment as we speak. And uh, you'll be familiar with Simon Tui. And he has got a broad smile, he's slightly toothy, he is very tall. And he does the most amazing vegetable stroke, vegan stroke, whatever it is, food. It is head and shoulders over anything I have ever seen. And he is going to be um, zooming, I suppose, into South Africa and onto your television screens or whatever it is that you watch when you're on Zoom. So, Simon, listen, you're a long, long, long way away, but I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you. So that was that was just the most wonderful introduction I think I've ever had. Inventive, exciting. I've got a big smile across my face, a big toothy <laughs> smile as you described. So thank you, and uh, thank you for having me. Well, it is a pleasure, and but I'm being quite serious. I'm not doing it because I don't, you know, I'm not sucking up to you in any way, shape, or form. But it won't do me any good anyway, will it? I mean, it just won't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe if I was in South Africa, maybe if I was in South Africa, we could work on something. But you know, it's so far away. There's very little we can do. <laughs> no, I know that. So, so we've got to make merry while the sun shines. But honestly and truly, when I saw your cooking beginning to unfold um, in MasterChef 11, I just thought some of the dishes that you did were absolutely breathtaking. And they were, oh, for the most you. part for me, without, um, without um, meat at all and without fish um, as well. So they were vegetables. Yeah. And I, I, kept looking, I kept looking at this cauliflower and thinking, not a cauliflower. Yeah, it was cauliflower in one of them. Cauliflower everyone yeah. uses now. But, uh, but one yeah. you did the other night with this, um, it was a red cabbage. And I thought, really? Seriously? And in the end, all of the judges are raving, and I don't know how you do it, because I think a cabbage is a cabbage is a cabbage. Tell me, we're changing our our eating habits, aren't we, around the world? You couldn't be more correct. It's exactly what we're doing, and people are jumping on board. In this world of not necessarily trying to celebrate or trying to be an activist in veganism and, and, and vegetarianism, but because they taste delicious. And I think, and look, I can't speak for the, the, the you know, the nation of South Africa and, uh, and many countries, but here in Australia growing up, you know, um, a lot of the time the vegetables were always a secondary. You know, the meat and three veg is the classic saying for Australian cuisine. And the, and the, and the vegetables were either steamed or boiled to the buggery. You know, in the, when the microwave, microwave came out, everyone sort of put it on for five minutes and it came out like mush. <laughs> and so you can sort of understand how people really move toward this world. The world meat is the number one pro- priority here because it's the only thing that the person knows how to cook. And it's cooked on flames in a barbecue, which always tastes better. Okay, you know? yes. I mean, you were doing that um, in in the MasterChef uh, you know, in the big uh, the big studio. So you had a little, yeah. like a hibachi that you were grilling on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the, the word hibachi is just a, 
a fancier word for saying uh, a barbecue, you know, like a classic outside cold barbecue. It could be put in a pit, um, but the hibachi is definitely something that just adds so much flavor. And, you know, meat takes on a lot of flavor with, with, with you know, coal or, or wood-fired barbecues and regular barbecues, but vegetables do as well, and people really forget about that. And so this is something that I think is going to really get people's mouth watering when they see uh, things like the cabbage cooked on a barbecue or on, on any sort of coals to create that wonderful element of umami, that Maillard reaction and that flavour. But you've got to learn, because it can't just be, you know, burnt cabbage on a barbecue, can it? <laughs> yeah, I've definitely done that and it's not so good. <laughs> um, but the thing, about, the thing about the cabbage, I think about a lot of vegetables is I think people are really worried about colour. You know, um, cabbage can actually take on a lot of colour. And what we can do with cabbage, unlike that of meat, is you can actually take off the burnt parts. You know, you've got layers of layers of parts that you can just peel off if it doesn't look so good on the outer layer. And so you just cheekily peel that off. Um, but, but vegetables take on a lot of colour because we've got a really high moisture content. And that moisture, that water content will allow it to, will help it to not burn so quickly. So, so where did this? Because Australia is also a big meat eating company, uh, company, yes. country. It yep. is. I mean, they 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 seem to you know, it's outside. They barbecue their beaches and 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 all of that stuff. So, how did this this change in diet? Or were you always anti meat, or uh, only wanted a little meat? Well, it's quite funny. My father actually um, was the executive director for the Cattle Council of Australia. So he works for Animal Welfare now and uh, the Meat and Livestock Association. So he's very heavy meat-based. And, and so, I mean, not anymore. I mean, he, he, he is definitely changing as well. But I grew up with meat in that world uh, quite strongly. Uh, it wasn't until I think uh, I studied or, um, you know, passed my master's in gastronomy and learned about the world mm. of more than I really knew. And also my partner and her family are, um, are heavily plant-based. And so that, to me, was a really interesting thing. Uh, and I think there's a level, and I don't ever want to point a finger to those who, who eat meat because it's a choice, but there's a level of compassion if you think about an animal uh, uh, and you think about eating lamb or a suckling pig or a whatever you want to call it, even just a piece of meat, mm. if you haven't got the ability to look that animal in the eye and, and shoot it, you know, sorry to be so blunt here, uh, and look it in the eye and do that, then I don't think you have the right to consume meat. And I don't want to do that to anything. So I feel as though that they should be very much left alone. Now, however, that is a very controversial thing to say because a lot of people have a point to play on that. But uh, there's elements of um, uh, humanity that I think stops me from continually eating meat now that I've stopped for such a long period of time. Yes, I suppose. I mean, I was reading something the other day. We... In the world, in today's world, annually, we eat 80 billion um, meat, whether it's lamb, whether it's beef. No, it doesn't matter what it is. Ostrich, it doesn't matter. Right. But it's 80 billion. Right. And, uh, yeah. and if, if people were to cut out meat for just one meal a week around the world... Yeah. We would save unbelievable amounts of hot air, unbelievable amounts of methane, and unbelievable yep. animals' lives. Not that you would want to be an animal living um, somewhere, rather, in the United States of America, where there's just no grass and there's nothing. There's just an empty lot. And I think that's also yeah, one of yes, it's it's just one of the 
greatest disservices, I think, that uh, has been done to mankind. But apart from your indignation and my indignation, because I still eat meat, but I make sure it's once a week and yada, 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 you know. Sure. Totally, totally. And look, and as I said, there's no, I have no right to tell someone how they should or shouldn't be. It is a choice within themselves. What I really want to do is advertise the flavor and the beauty of plants. And that will then hopefully entice them to go, oh, really cool. That's awesome. I love that. I'm going to try that myself. And then that will stop them from eating meat that day. And that is a, that is a win. That is a win for me. And then, of course, they just watch David Attenborough's new documentary, and that'll help everyone else too. You know, that'll, that'll help it all go through. The, you know, jump on Netflix and watch that, and that'll give us a true reality. Because even he tells us that, you know, not to, you know, you can continue to eat meat if you do it sustainably, if you do it in a certain way. So yes. there's so many arguments. So many arguments. But but in the end, what what one wants is to be as delighted with the dish that is put in front of you or that you happen to cook yourself as you would with something that is gastronomically purer in the sense that you've got meat or you've got duck or you've got chicken. It's got to taste fantastic yeah. so that you 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 yeah. know, it's lip smacking. You've nailed that on the head. That's a hundred percent exactly right. So, 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 what is the trick? What are you going to to show us here in South Africa? Oh gosh, I, I really wish I was there. But um, so, the dish I'll be showing you—it's this beautiful. I mean, I think there's how to start this. It's it's a one pot wonder that has unbelievable layers of flavour, but it's a rice bake. So it's it's enough to be able to fill a big family if you are a busy person and you're really uh, and you believe in home-cooked meals uh, or you just really would like to try cooking something at home, it is that easy to be able to go home, put it all in this pot, put it in the oven and come back at a certain amount of time and it's ready. Like, that's how good this is. But because there's layers of different flavors in there, you're actually going to find that it's just going to be this lip-smacking amount of deliciousness that is going to be really filling for you and really good for the family. That is what I'm going to show you. I won't say anything more, although I'm sure... So you know the the um, the Yukuk people will be sending out all the all the um, ingredients, but it's it's an exciting dish. It's a little rice bake, actually. There you go. I told you. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about is, you know, when you've eaten um, a meat, let's let's just say it's roast beef and it's Yorkshire pudding, and you've got a bit of broccoli on the side, sort of thing, and yep. boiled, yep. and. And uh, but the but the gravy comes close to being heaven so much so that if you were on your own you would actually lick the plate and I have done that but I, I stress I, I was on my own you know <laughs> so I want to get that when I eat when I eat a plant based meal I do yep yep I know I can I can totally understand that and I can I will guarantee you I can make a gravy using plants that you will that will be better that will taste better than any meat based gravy you've ever had. It's what we are what the goal here is to teach people the beauty uh, of of plant based foods. Because all gravy is is of course it's the fat from the meat, but it's also cooking down a roux, mm. which is using that flour um, to thicken it and then adding water, right? Mm. And then adding sort of stock or mm. water and whatever mm. you need to do that. That's beautiful. Now if you can use mushrooms or if you can use um, certain types of Onions, like lots of onions that are really starting to stick to the pan. You know, beautiful sweetness you get from those. Some garlic, lots of herbs, and then you make that same sort of roux. I guarantee you the gravy that I'll make you, you will just want to lick the pan as well. And, of course, you know, you can somehow make the beautiful Yorkie puddings that I love as well very, very much. I've spent five years in the U.K., so I know very well what they're like. Um, they're delicious.
So, so I have I have got um, a, a vegan member of my family who lived with me until until the lockdown began, where she happened to be yep. in the UK. So she can't come. Ah. She can't come back. So, <laughs> and she's working in a gastro pub, which is currently closed. And right. um, but she was a strict vegan, um, except mm. when it came to a bit of cream. I think that was her weak point. And, and yeah, she, she, buckled, she, you know, she buckled a bit. But if I can excite her, I mean, I've got your websites here. So if I can, I mean, I'm going to play this, uh, this interview to her. And I'm going to take a couple of your recipes. And she is going to be my guide. She's going to say, yes, I can lick this plate. No, Simon's got to do better. Would, would that excite <laughs> you? <laughs> oh, I love it. Tell her to give me some feedback. I'd like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will do that because because life isn't fun in an empty gastro pub, I can assure you. I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, there's a beautiful uh, there's a beautiful pie in that recipe. I think it's on if you're on the website there. There's a, there's a gorgeous uh, mushroom and leek pie. And if not, I'll send you the recipe personally. Uh, and it, and it's absolutely amazing, topped up with beautiful mashed potato. Ooh. And then you know how you know and you know and you bake it in the oven, classic style. Yes. Uh, but you know when you use uh, in, in meat pies, you use you know old school proper British meat pies. You have the little bones sticking out, so the the air can bubble out there, and the marrow sort of melts in through. Uh. I don't know if you remember that. It's quite a famous thing for the pastry on top. Anyway, so I get a bowl of garlic, cut the bottom off, cut the top off, and stick that in the middle. And as it roasts, the garlic juice is just just sweat straight into this pie and create the most beautiful, beautiful flavor you've ever had. And, uh, and that, that is just divine. I mean, that's for an afternoon on a Sunday. A Sunday lunch is, is heavenly. Okay, it's, so that's a deal then. It's, 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 it's written in front of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, uh, uh, the the publicity for this this um, uh, you know festive vegan and plant based um, fair uh, has been extensive. So I think people are getting ready for it, and uh, and I I definitely am going to go onto your website as soon as I get home, and uh, and look for the look for the one that you were talking about. So, um, so Simon, I'm I'm just going to say thank you. Um, I know that all the times will go out. People have got a book on Quicket, and um, I, I thought that was also something. I thought that was such a mistake because I thought it was cricket, and I kept thinking they've got <laughs> such, <laughs> they've, they've got oh such, my gosh, you can, <laughs> such butter I fingers. I love that so much. <laughs> you know, Quicket. It was like a lisp, you know. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, darling. Oh, that, that is brilliant. Thank you so. Oh my gosh, you've made my night. That is fantastic. I mean, it's, what time is it here? It's eight eight thirty here. So that was just wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you. So, sweetie, darlings, you book on Quicket, okay? And just remember, yep. you know, if you've got a problem, and go along there, and it's events, and it's the festive <laughs> vegan show. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is fantastic. And I look, I really hope that. If there is, a, you know, when, because I, I believe this is going to be so fantastically positive. When there's another one next year, and then this is the if. If I get asked back because I do a good enough job, then I hope to gosh we get to meet because I think I think I will, I'll, I'll cook for you and I'll make you a lip-smackingly delicious, a plate-lickingly delicious dish for you. How does it sound? <laughs> And then I can lick it in private. I won't do it in front of you because it's just rude. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll wait till I, wait till I go and then it's yours. <laughs> Simon Tui, I have loved talking to you.
Oh my gosh, and you. That was just the best. Thank you for having me. Saturdays with Jenny. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za.